Hi everybody, back again with another episode of Red, Red and Brown with Daisy's Dot Live. And I have with me Michael. And we were supposed to have Shreya with us over here, but for some reason we don't have her right now, but she might join us in a bit. However, we're gonna get started with uh reviewing the shows for this week. Michael, how was your week? My week was great. It was full of lots of great content. Got to explore a lot of different titles. Um, you know, other than that, been a hardworking week. Getting to enjoy some of these titles that we will be sharing here soon. Very excited to dive into some of them. But nonetheless, pretty good week. Mira, how was yours? Oh, great. Uh, so, uh, of course, a lot of viewing, but I was busy otherwise because so much was happening anyway. Uh, but but let's tell our listeners and our viewers what we're going to do this week. We're going to review a movie and a show, right? We're going to review an anthology, which is called Modern Love, that is streaming on Prime. This is a takeoff on Modern Love um, from New York Times that is already on Prime, but this is the Mumbai version of it, the first of the three episode, three versions of this. Um, the, the, there are three sections to this. The first part of it just dropped on Prime, Modern Love Mumbai, and, uh, and we'll talk about that, we'll review that. And of course, we went and watched Jaish by Jordar in theaters, and we're going to be talking about that as well. So let's get started with Jaish by Jordar. Uh, Michael, what did you think about the movie? We watched it together. Yeah, you know, it was great to see this film in theaters and kind of get the entire experience while being there. Jaish Jordar, I really thought that this movie uh, told, you know, a, a great kind of, you know, love story between... Um, between Jaish and his wife and the different struggles that do come, you know, between, you know, not only arranged marriages, but also as well an everlasting problem in India with the male to female ratio issues um, with there being a lot more men than there are women and for families trying to birth a male in their family to kind of keep this, you know, sort of bloodline continuing. What this movie did was it explored this sort of uh, problem with uh, Jaish, who's the son of a village chief, and his wife, who has had six failed attempts at uh, producing a male. And so, at you know, at, in this scene or in this movie, we see Jaish, you know, finally have enough of that and attempt to not only escape his father, but also have the baby girl in the process. So, we're seeing this wild goose chase between the chief, you know, trying to find his son, the son trying to get his wife to a village where it may be safe to be able to have have uh, the daughter great movie uh, lots of comedic moments as well this movie did take a bit of a comedy role and i think it did a pretty good job at that but overall those were my thoughts would love to hear what mira has to say uh, michael actually liked the movie he he thought that it was a great comic movie but i have some other thoughts about it i thought that my, my, my first takeaway, and I know I told him while we were leaving the theater, I told him, I don't want my my thoughts to change yours. So stick to what you think, and I'll stick to what I think. Of course. What, what, what I seriously thought about the movie was that, you know, I was disappointed that they had to tell female stories uh, by making men the heroes and the change makers. And I think it's a great way to stay politically neutral and state what you have to say very meekly. And that's exactly what this movie does in creating a protagonist out of the man with barely anything to do for the female. Charlie Pandey has even less screen time, fewer dialogues, 
and continued dependency that uh, as an actor than the actor who plays her daughter, Siddhi, which is Jayavedya, who gets to speak more than her and contributes significantly to the arc. Now, Ra Ranveer Singh, on the other hand, gets to be the male savior. And I think that is the biggest issue that I had with the movie. In number one, uh, this is a serious issue. Female infanticide is a serious issue. Jashba's wife, Mudra, is pregnant for probably the seventh or the eighth time, and his parents are played by Bhumani Rani and Ratna Patakshah. They want a boy, or they will marry the son off to someone else because they need a grandson to carry on their family forward. And it doesn't matter to them if the granddaughter and the daughter-in-law has undergone six or seven miscarriages and every new pregnancy endangers, endangers her health. They really don't carry, care about that at all. Even though sex determination is a punishable offense in India, it is a common practice, and especially in this village, which and where they stay, where Jai Shri Krishna actually means that it's a boy and Jai Matadi means a girl when the doctor actually tells them exactly what's going on. So, um, you know, they, they do every damn thing to get a boy. They get head-bopping goats and they uh, ladoo-dopping babas to, uh, to do stuff for them. But with this entire karmic pussyfooting around the issue, the fact of the matter remains that the hero of the story is the man and not the woman. And I thought that was... That completely spoiled it for me. I do... I would love to hop in here. I do actually agree with a lot of those points. A lot of the leading female um, roles did not have a lot of contribution towards the story. Uh, Jaisha's wife, you know, on a couple of occasions did have to kind of lead herself and her daughter to various, you know, points and kind of, you know, uh, have this independence that she didn't have, you know, once before. And there was a strong moment from Jaisha's mother as well there towards the end. But that was really it in terms of, you know, those kinds of moments. It really was this, you know, male savior role that uh, Jaish was having to, you know, take on. Um, however, one thing I did, like, think this film did well for, like, uh, a naive viewer was, you know, kind of tell the problem that is happening with India and or within India in terms of, you know, trying to produce uh, a male child. You know, for me, someone who was uh, completely naive to this issue um, existing, I became you know fairly informed just through watching the movie but also it allowed me to be able to see kind of the impact um within women's lives that this does uh that the impact that this does create uh whenever you are trying so desperately hard to have a boy but that's just not what has been working out so we're back again with the, the review of Jashvaj Jordar, Michael Miral, Daisy's Dot Live our show red white and brown and we are on 1550 a.m radios in the geek and we're gonna talk a little bit more about jeshba jordar and of course the hero of the movie is ranveer singh what did you think about ranveer singh as an actor michael when i can tell you that there were some moments where it was almost as if a switch flipped in his personality i mean in the very beginning there was a scene in which uh his sister had been beaten by her husband and his dad is showing him the picture of this and the tradition goes that if that 
occurs that he needs to also beat his wife um, kind of as a punishment. And Daesh is this really friendly character. You can almost think about him as an Indian Howard uh, Wallowitz from Big Bang Theory. And, you know, very, very friendly, very, uh, very funny. And he doesn't want to do this, but the acting, the way he presents himself, you know, faking him, you know, hitting his wife, he just turns very, very, very angry. And it really looks like, you know, before it gets revealed to the viewer that he's not actually going to end up beating his wife, it looks like he's about to go into a fit of rage, only to then instantly transition into a comedic moment with him, his wife, and his daughter faking this attack in the bedroom. Um, he's also a great dancer in this movie as well. Lots of times where he'll just instantly turn into dancing. Uh, so in terms of acting, thought he had some great moments, thought he was uh, able to deliver some really funny lines, and he even had a little bit of um, dramatic acting towards the end as well, whenever, you know, he was um, sharing, you know, things that he was, that he felt, you know, sorry about and felt sad about, and you had to actually uh, fall into a fit of tears. So I thought uh, in this performance, you know, he kind of hit all the different uh, angles on the spectrum, did it pretty well, um, and, you know, thought, that a lot of the other supporting actors and actresses did a very good job as well. Absolutely. But we all know that Ranveer Singh knows the craft of acting. Um, but but you know what I thought where he, where, 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 where I didn't think, you know, I really missed out. I mean, of course, he, he actually personifies a good He's one actor in Hindi cinema who, uh, who literally has not repeated a role. He has not been typecast in any any which manner. He's that versatile. Um, but there is this monologue about soaps when he's with those women um, and, and he's telling them that all he wanted from in his life was, was a kiss. Yeah. And I mean, I, I don't know, somehow, sometimes these monologues are are added to movies to... To have the to, to to just have a closing argument for the point that the movie is supposed to be, especially socially relevant movies, to have just an argument, you know, this is your closing argument for the movie. This is right. why the movie exists. But for some reason, uh, the way the argument is communicated, he's trying to communicate an ideology of a simpleton because this guy is saying, I didn't want all this fight. All I wanted was a kiss in my life and I didn't even get that. But even, I mean, I thought that was that that comes across so stupid. It doesn't come across <laughs> as profound at all. That monologue was just not intelligent enough and it kind of trivialized the it trivialized the situation those women were in. They didn't have lives. They were getting beaten by their men. They literally did not know where to go cry. They would go and they'd go meet at midnight to cry, hiding from the world. They just did not have another. These are women that if they told the men that, hey, we're getting victimized or somebody is, somebody is trying to harass us, they would be asked to do stuff, not the men. Then he has to stop bathing with, with soaps, with fragrances so that the men don't get attracted to them rather than the men being told to stop harassing them. So that kind of, that kind of patriarchal misogynist mindset, how did that monologue really work? I don't know. But uh, sometimes his mannerisms across the movie were over the top. Of course, Bowman Irani and Rajna Shah, such amazing performers. They really perform very well. The woman, Shani Pandey, just does not have much to do in the movie except, you know, 
later be pregnant. And and the little kid was, was actually, she had more, more screen time than the mom did. Um, so on the whole, I thought it was an average affair and uh, thought something was missing. I, I thought something was missing. I don't know about you, Michael, what do you say? But yeah, you know, I, I think if you're approaching this movie uh, with, you know, trying to, you know, have it lay across, you know, like a very, uh, you know, relevant, you know, social conflict that is occurring within India and for it to be able to, you know, kind of explore it in a, in a really, really meaningful way, this might not be the movie that you're looking for um, in that regard. However, if you are looking to, you know, kind of enjoy um, not only a decent story, but also, you know, a story that has some uh, pretty good comedic elements. I thought this did do that uh, pretty well. It did explore this topic, but it didn't do it, I would say, uh, you know, fairly surface level, didn't really um, dive deep into it. And the production of that as well as a byproduct, um, you know, as we've mentioned, very little uh, speaking time and screen time amongst the, the female leads and the female supporting uh, actresses. Um, but nonetheless, like in terms of, you know, was this a movie that I enjoyed watching? I did enjoy it. Um, were there things that it could have improved upon? Of course. Um, but, you know, in terms, I, that's my overall thought. If I had to give this a star rating, you know, out of 10, I'm probably giving it, you know, a six, seven, six, seven out of 10. Very enjoyable to watch. Absolutely. Um, not necessarily striking the core issue, but I certainly enjoyed watching that in the theater. And it seemed that the audience that was with us shared a couple, couple of laughs as well. Absolutely. And this is our rating on our website as well. The rating is six on 10. Please go read our review on Live and on our Instagram, Gram, and on our Twitter, Live. And this is it from us about Jayesh Bajordar. We're back with Live, Red, White and Brown. And you are listening to um, Mira and Michael. We're going to talk about the show that's streaming on, uh, on, on Amazon Prime and it is called Modern Love Mumbai. Part one, this is the part one of a three series, two series we'll see very soon. But what did you feel about part one, Michael? Yeah, you know, I think this was a, a great introduction for what is to come. Uh, for those of you that don't know, um, Modern Love Mumbai is sort of a spinoff of the original Modern Love show that takes place in New York City. Uh, and, you know, in this in this series here, there's a lot of different, um, you know, kind of one episode or uh, type love stories that we get to explore. You, we get to see a lot of different you know, relationship issues or, you know, other personal issues that people face, you know, when approaching relationships and family um, that are also taking, being taken place in Mumbai and within India. So, you know, really thought, you know, for this, for me, I got to see, you know, kind of the close to close interactions and the conflicts that people do face, the kind of thoughts that people are having to think when approaching relationships, as well as common problems that come across that. So I think this did a great job uh, familiarizing myself with what kind of things can occur. Absolutely. So this is again, as I said, Amazon's uh, collaboration with New York Times. And now this time around, instead of doing it in New York, they are doing this for Mumbai, Modern Love Mumbai. And I actually have to tell you, when I looked at it and I was like, oh, another anthology, gosh, that'll be so tiring. But then when I started watching it, I thoroughly enjoyed it. Just, uh, you know, the actors, the directors, um, the entire overreaching theme, very beautifully plotted. So I'm going to tell you a little bit about, there are six stories in this anthology, and I'm going to just discuss these stories one by one, and just give you a brief about what these stories are. 
um, and and some of the actors that are uh, in these stories are Arshad Varsi, this Chitranga Singh, this Fatima Sana Sheikh, Bhupendra Jadavad, Dilip Prabhavalarkur, Tanuja, the actress, the yesteryear's legendary actress, Pratik Gandhi, Ranveer Varar, who is actually a celebrity chef as well, Manasi Joshi Roy, there is Talat Aziz, the singer, there's Yo Yang Yang, there's Neyang Cheng. Oh my God, I'm, I'm in love with Neyang Cheng. Not only is singing, but also, you know, he's a wonderful actor as well. And uh, Ramika Gawi, Nasiruddin Shah, of course, the legend, Sarika, the beautiful Sarika, Danish Rizvi, Esas Chana, Tanri Azmi, Masaba Gupta, Rithvik Bombay, Pratik Babur, Dali Singh, Adar Malik. So, it is full of just inspirational actors, but then the six stories are actually directed by amazing directors, directors whose work you have seen, seen and, you, and, and whose work you have enjoyed. The directors are Shunali Bose, Hansel Mehta, uh, Vishal Bhardwaj, Alankrita Srivastava, Dhruv Segal, and Nupurastana. And if you did not know when we posted the review of Mumbai Love, Hansel Mehta did retweet our review as well. And we're back with um, Daisy's All Life show, Red, White and Brown. And for your listening pleasure, we are talking about Modern Love Mumbai Part 1, which is streaming on Amazon Prime. And Michael, let's do a quick run around of the stories, of the six stories. You take one, I'll take one. How about that? Sure. Sure, I would love to. So the first episode is titled My Beautiful Wrinkles. And this is a story about overcoming loss and guilt while living life again. So the premise is an unlikely love story between an older woman and a younger man. And the short breathes a new life into the often dealt, um, you know, with predicament. However, unlike other tales, you know, where the protagonists, you know, give away the urges um, and help to learn each other, break the shackles that are pulling them down in the personal lives. You know, here we really see, um, you know, kind of, the two characters come together and come to an understanding of how, you know, the differences, you know, not only between age, but what is going on in their own personal lives, come to understand that and help each other out, which, you know, whenever you're initially dating someone is something that can be really hard to kind of, you know, open up to and get to a point where you can do that, you know, just because early on, initially, you might be trying to impress the special other. But in this situation here, we see two people that are going through similar situations. Um, and it's great to see them, you know, overcome loss and guilt and, you know, be able to live a full yeah, life. Yeah, I, I, I thought that story was really well done because, you know, she's she's like his grandmom's age, and but he, he feels something for her. And he says that to her, he says, what's that got to do with my attraction for you? Uh, your, what, yeah. What's your age got to do with the fact that I like you? And she doesn't get it. She has so many inhibitions because of conditioning. And then finally she starts rethinking it. And then she's like, yeah, I agree with you. That should have nothing to do with age. And I thought it was really well put together um, and very def definitely very progressive. Um, but I want to talk about Bai, which was another one, which actually was one of the um, I thought it was very delicately handled in terms of a story. It's not only story of love between two people, but also the family. Um, the best, uh, what, what I loved about it was, you know, not many, uh, the, the not many great interpretations of homosexual love and, and that acceptability within the family where, where, you know, uh, you know, where, where people would understand that love is love. And 
that is uh, really well put together here. Pratik, Pratik actually play, plays Manzu, a gay Muslim man who grows up in a very conservative family. And he has an overbearing father. And he's torn between his love for Rajbir, who is a chef. And it's, this is his acting debut, by the way. And his ailing and ever-dotting grandmother, played by Tanuja, the legendary actress. And, you know, just how Tanuja and all these other characters really put together the, the situation so that, uh, so that, uh, so that Pratik, who's playing Manzu, overcomes his inhibitions, his own uh, inhibitions is in, in his own mind and that, that, that he thinks his family will have to accept love. I think that was so well uh, executed. Really, really loved it. And what I really, I have to say is there's a very amazingly soulful track sent by Sonu Nigam in this anthology and you will absolutely love that track as well it is extremely amazing track couldn't agree more so moving into the third episode we were going to talk about i love thani so i love thani is directed by drew segal and stars masawa gupta and rickwick uh Baumig in the lead and it deals with the very real struggles of millennials nowadays who you know are unable to kind of settle down and find a life partner especially in a world with dating apps where you know casual intimacy is uh, you know at their disposable just on their phones and so in this episode here it shows masaba as a landscape designer while Ritwick plays a junior officer at the Thani Municipal Corporation. And here, you know, we really see kind of the process of love slowly and steadily creeping up on them um, and slowly, you know, starting to become apparent in their lives um, and kind of breaking down, you know, the tradition of, you know, these online dating apps. But not only that, but also kind of breaking down the perceived failures that they've had in life and kind of starting something new. So I really thought that this was um, a cool episode to really watch just because um, it is something that you see a lot of and, you know, kind of take the the steering wheel in a lot of people's dating lives and you know seems to kind of dictate you know what you must do in order to um do well as a you know young professional um so i thought this episode you know presented it very well i thought it was very well done and we're going to talk about mumbai dragon another the fourth story of this anthology that is streaming on amazon prime it is directed by ace director vishal Bhardwaj. And it actually stars Yo, Yo Yang Yan, this Mei Yang Chang, Wamika Gabi, and Sirodensha. And this is the story of a parent who loves their child a bit too much, often suffocating their future relationships. And basically, um, you know, as a minority, how this mother feels that uh, her son might get taken away from her. So Yo Yan Yan and Mei Chang plays a Chinese a mother and son, respectively. For people who do not know, do not know, India has a very vibrant Chinese community. There are Indian Chinese people as well, and the northeastern states of India, including the the north the northernmost state as well. The border it borders China, so a lot of people in that in those areas are probably Mongol descent or Chinese descent. So, but they are Indians. They're really not Chinese. They speak Indian languages and they are all Indian nationals. Um, so, uh, so this is a story of, but, but some of the traditions are Chinese. Of course, the food is Chinese. <laughs> a lot of it is, comes from mainland China. So, so it's amazing how, how, how less people know about how big and diverse India is and how this is not 
really mainstream in Bollywood. And all of a sudden, this little story makes that makes that culture mainstream uh, here again. So, um, so the story, the, the son wants to become a, he's, he's a dentist. He's, he's trying to be a dentist like his father, but he, his passion to be a singer. So um, his girlfriend, who is the dentist with whom he is um, working, his daughter, um, tells him to follow his passion. And his, they are Gujarati, vegetarian, non-garlic eating people. And this is what hits the mother and mother doesn't like it. She, she thinks they're very different from them. She thinks that culturally they, they're a mismatch. Um, and she tries her best to, you know, blackmail her son into leaving her, but doesn't happen or going back to dentistry as a profession, but doesn't happen. So a very sweet little story of how the mother deals with that entire angst of, oh my God, I'm losing my son to people I don't want to lose them to. <laughs> really well done. And with that, I think we can transition into the fifth episode, which is directed by Shanali Bose and starring Fatima Sana Sheikh with Bupendra Jatawai and Dilip Padvakar. Radharani deals with the hustle and bustle of living in by, very similar to New York City, and loving and finding oneself through life's ups and downs. So Fatima plays Lali, a Kashmiri girl who uh, ends up getting married to a man of a lower caste against her parents' wishes. But life takes a turn for Lali when her husband, Luftvi, uh, leaves her overnight. But, you know, after having to overcome initial anger and shock at being left alone and having to live life, you know, after being left, she manages to live her life on her own terms and prioritizing her own wishes and desires. Fatima steals the show as the exuberant, zealous, and feisty Lali, and in her own words, takes the flyover and finds herself in the process by overturning her setback into the best thing that ever happened to her. I think this episode really shows that you, know, you can go through hardship, you can have you can have loss, you can have people leave, but it's still very, very possible to live a very full life, to be able to continue on, and to be able to take control of your life once again, which I think is something that we all find very hard to do in these situations. So really appreciate it. Absolutely. I, th I thought this 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 one uh this one was really nice. I, I thoroughly enjoyed it. I especially enjoyed Fatima Sama Sanashi screaming and shouting in Kashmiri and her accent. Uh, highly Kashmiri and by the way for listeners and viewers who did not know she is Kashmiri uh, so so it was easy for her to come up with that accent though sometimes you know in, in her conversation she loses it a bit but yeah you, you can only catch it if you have a very trained ear but I want to talk about Cutting Chai the last one and that is directed by Nuparasthana. It stars Chitrangada Singh, the beautiful Chitrangada Singh and Arshad Varsi. Mm. Uh, and, and it is just how, you know, what you choose in life and how it kind of turns out. It's a really heartwarming, small little story where uh, she's a writer, Chitrangada plays a writer, and she's unable to finish her dream of writing a novel. And she's frustrated and irritated with her husband, Arshad. Um, played by Arshad, who's Daniel, I think his name in the movie, uh, in the anthology series. Uh, she, you, you almost feel that you know she's so frustrated that she might just walk out on him, but then she mulls over life's choices while waiting uh, for her for for a train to go to an event, and then she kind of starts rethinking 
about her marriage. She starts rethinking about how she has treated him. She starts rethinking about her situations. She also rethinks the choices that she makes. Um, she has made in her life and then ma that makes her realize that she did not make a wrong choice. It's just that she's in that state of mind where she's feeling a certain way. And if she would work it out, it would work out. So just a little, a little story of her realizing and reorganizing her priorities along with him uh, kind of becomes a really cute little story. Um, so yeah, I thought the entire um, Mumbai love was, uh, modern love Mumbai was a very heartwarming concoction of emotions and entertaining watch. What did you think, Michael? I definitely agree. And I 100% guarantee that anyone who watches this show will have, you know, some episode that, you know, relates or touches them in some sort of way. And I really do hope too, you know, watching this will be able to provide some sort of, you know, insight or maybe, you know, maybe help you out in any kind of scenario you find yourself in in life. I think this, uh, this series really just kind of explores life uh, and problems that come with it and even at towards the end of some of these episodes kind of alludes to ways to move on and ways to you know continue forward so if that doesn't give you inspiration I really hope um, that this show does absolutely and with this we gotta wrap up the show for today and it was fun speaking with you guys and we'll be back next week with more views reviews and news and for